It's been a minute. <sighs> it's been a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. These past few years has been really, really eventful, fun, and uh, I'm here to talk about them. Yeah. Hmm. It's been two years. <laughs> it's been two years. Quick update. Two years have passed. Malik still is not in school. We're still homeschooling. He's uh, just an energetic ball of fire. Uh, my wife is still coaching volleyball. She's doing great with that. She's becoming a better trainer, a better coach, a better developer, a better teacher of women, a better teacher of the sport. I myself am in a rock and a hard place stuck in between wanting to continue barbering and wanting to pivot into something different. I don't think I want to not cut hair for the rest of my life, but um, I'll eventually pivot into something different just to find a way to miss barbering a bit only to come back better. Sometimes you got to take yourself out of the industry to see it from a different perspective and then dive back in and 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 work your way through in a better uh way um but to get back into fatherhood um my son is oh this is gonna sound overzealous the best three-year-old to play <laughs> i hate to say no i can't say to play because he's because he plays like he's played two seasons now of organized baseball so he's the best three-year-old to play the sport or to uh practice at the sport of baseball why because we practice at it every day that's why um 2020 in i want to say may yeah may of 2020 malik was 10 months old he was barely walking i went to walmart we were stuck in the house during covid i went to walmart and i bought a fisher price bat and a tee and a ball and i came home and he was barely standing up i handed him the ball and i told him to swing at the ball i handed him the bat and i told him to swing at the ball on the tee he made contact and ever since then, that has been our focus, along with, you know, um, him learning, <laughs> reading, writing and arithmetic. That's my wife's job. Uh, but I knew that as a father, um, the best way that I could convey life lessons was through sport. I didn't love the sport that I played. I really didn't love it. I love what it brought. Um, girls came to football games. It wasn't like I was out here talking to a bunch of different girls, but girls wasn't really coming to baseball games. Girls weren't really, you know, 
uh, cheering <laughs> at the RBI double. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to see the guy make a big tackle or, you know, uh, run the ball fast or score a touchdown. And I just couldn't hoop. So, I mean, that was out the question. But for Malik, I knew that I never did want him to play football. I knew that I wanted him to, to be honest with you, I really didn't want him to play a sport. Like, like I, I didn't. And I don't know why I went and got that bat and that tea from Walmart. We were just bored and, you know, I just needed to spend my money on something. But we needed to do something in the house. And, man, it has by far been the, the second best decision of my life. The first decision was marrying my wife. The second best decision of my life was going to Walmart and getting that bat, tea, and that ball. That decision has propelled me into a, you know, a deep dive of just true inquisitiveness about the overall development of a young human being. It has allowed me to really see what it takes to truly cultivate talent. Because a lot of people think talent is just given, but it's really not. Ability is maybe, but talent is cultivated. Oh, my God. Over tens of thousands of hours of, you know, true grit and practice. And I have the numbers here. So far, Malik has put in. Give me a second because I'm keeping track every day. One thousand three hundred and ninety two hours. All right. One thousand three hundred and ninety two intentional focused hours of trying to cultivate a skill. And I say this because I understand that he's failed more times at one thing than a lot of people. I ain't going to say everybody, but a lot of people. But I will say most three-year-olds, most, I'm talking about most, 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 like he's probably in the top 1%. Most besides that little girl who can probably, you know, read and write and articulate each state, you know, those like extraordinary kids. Uh, but he's failed more times at one thing than most people have attempted to be successful at one thing. Let's put that in perspective. And when I say he's failed at one thing, this one thing has just been the sport. Now, the life lessons he's learned that has come along with us on this path of 10,000 hours to being great at one thing will carry over and extrapolate over into so many different areas of his life. The moment he decides to pick a wife, he's going to be intentional. The moment he decides to have children, he's going to be intentional and be present. Why? Because his father was present. He's not going to understand the the lack thereof, you know. And the moment that he decides to pivot out of the sport and jump into another arena of life he's going to be able to extrapolate all of the practices and understanding and study and development of his game 
to whatever it is that he wants to do next. And I, I truly believe that conveying life lessons through the sport has been one of my greatest teachers as a father. It's taught me to be patient. Just this past week, it's taught me to um, to develop more with honey than shit. And, and my wife challenged me to do that. I love her so much for that because she stopped me mid practice. And she's out there every other day with us in the hot sun, at the batting cages. Um, and I'm grateful that she's out there with us because she's get, she gets to be a part of this journey as well. It's not just a father-son thing. It's a Banks family thing. Um. But it, it allowed us to 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 really connect and grow with him. And she's challenged me to, hey, everything isn't going to come tonight or everything isn't going to come through corrective measures. Sometimes you got to get more just by encouraging him. Sometimes you got to get more out of him just by congratulating him just on the effort or just on the attempt. And man, when I tell you that I've noticed the more growth in him when it comes to just me just glorifying him and being happy for him that he's just even out there attempting it. Oh, man, it's it's it's, it's now we're leaps of bounds because how do you get better at doing something? You get better by doing it right consistently. And he's starting to do it right consistently. Oh, my God. This, this is about to get crazy. Now, when you put this much time into something, yes, you do have an end goal. And the journey and the development through the journey is definitely the end goal. But we, we're not putting 10,000 hours in just for him to go to college. <laughs> we're not putting 10,000 hours in just for him to go to high school and be like, I quit. We're not putting 10,000 hours in just for him to. Uh, just for him to get drafted or signed, depending on whatever route we take. We're putting 10,000 hours in for you to become the greatest ever. And if you ask him who that is, just, oh, wait, just watch. Malik! Come here! Hurry up! Just watch this. Watch this. This is the best shit ever. I think, it, I think it's the greatest. Come here, man. Come here. Hey, who's the greatest ever? Me. <laughs> My man, honey, grand. <laughs> All right. See you later. Go close the door. See you later. Bye. Bye. <sighs> 10,000 hours. A confident kid can do anything. I don't even think he understands what greatest is. I don't think he even understands. I, I, I think he really just started forming memory. I really do. So when he gets to the point to where he starts to kind of recall life at this age, we have this quote since diapers. Hey, man, how long have you been playing since as long as I can remember? Like, I don't I don't remember a time where there wasn't baseball in my life. How long have you been brushing your teeth? I, I really don't remember when I started brushing my teeth. And I think that a lot of people really just don't remember when they started doing the little things. And for us, yo, you've been doing this since diapers, bro. And the moment that you really understand and comprehend what the quote unquote greatest ever means, 
you've already embodied that label towards yourself. Now, it's my job to teach you what it takes to be and what it takes to stay as such label. It's my job as a parent. I have a role in this. But here's the funny part about all these different expectations of my son. My expectations does not exceed my effort. Let's put that in perspective. My expectations of him does not exceed my effort as a father. I'm not asking him to do anything that I'm not willing to match effort wise when it comes to time, commitment, finances, energy, spirituality, all of these different things, mental stability, all of that. I'm willing to go through the fire first with you. Now, some might say, hey, well, overzealous dad, you're just living through your child. I think we need to start living through our kids. I truly do. I truly do. A lot of people, you know, they, they like to say that, well, you're living through your child because you didn't succeed or you didn't reach that height. Yeah, you're right. You're, I was never the greatest ever at nothing. <laughs> I was never the greatest ever at nothing. Why? Because nobody guided me towards that. The worst thing that I think my generation, <laughs> oh man, was was sold by parents with high expectations that didn't match their effort was go to college. No, no, not not saying, hey. You should, but no, you're going to go to college, but then also say, oh, you have to take out a student loan to do so. Like, don't tell me what I got to do if you not going to help me do it. You know what I mean? Like it, holding trunk parties, that ain't that ain't going to cut it. You know what I mean? Um, driving me to campus, that that ain't it. Buying a book or two here, that ain't it. Now, that's not the same for everybody. But I know a lot of, a lot of my peers was told to go to institutions of higher education and to find a way to pay for it. I don't think that's, I don't think that's setting your kid up for success. I don't and and when I became an academic advisor, I saw parents come into the universities with their children. And the first thing that they would talk about is student loans. And it made me realize, like, yo, you really didn't have a plan for your child to one, come to this institution, two, get through this institution, and three, have a better life on the backside of this institution. Now, back to the idea of living through your children. The only way that you can do that in a safe way is if you match your expectations with your effort. To be honest with you, you got to kind of exceed it. You got to exceed your expectations. You know what I'm saying? With your effort. Like, and that comes at a cost. It comes with sacrifice. Um, it comes with the daily grind just as much as they have to go through. You have to go through it. You have to be the guider, the 
the protector, the provider of this thing. And yo, I think that a lot of parents just aren't willing to do that because they have their lives to live. I was talking to a buddy of mine and we were talking about the the situations of fathers, probably I want to say 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And we were wondering, like, man, why do fathers die first? Like, why do fathers, you know, why do the men die early? The first thing that we came to the conclusion of is that we didn't have control. We didn't have control over our lives, you know, and let's put into a situation like he's making a barely livable wage. He comes home. um, Kids running all around. He's really not able to be his full self. He's really not able to get out his dreams or ideas um, because why? He has to go to work 9, 10, 11, 12, sometimes more hours a day just to put food on the table, just to keep a roof over the heads of the people that he's been you know, tasked to be responsible for and the family that he created. All of that is okay. All of that is commendable. But it's kind of like, yo, what what, what are we living for? And then he gets home. He's not working out. He doesn't have a healthy diet. Um, Stress, bills pile up. Sometimes they self-medicate. And I'm I'm, I'm going to the worst situations possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, but a lot of those men died from being overworked and I think at a certain point in time of life, man, if you are one of those men who you may have didn't accomplish what you could have, you didn't reach your full potential and you are honest about it and you are willing to say, hey, I failed. No, no, no. Forget that, because we fail daily. I am a failure. I'm a failure. Because I wanted to do something and I didn't do it, no matter the circumstances. I'm a failure. If you are able to be honest about that and say, but I won't allow you to be a failure. I think that is, quote unquote, living through your kids. Hey, son, I won't allow you to be a failure. I won't allow you to be a failure. One thing I can give you is what it's like to be one. And I'm pretty sure that whatever I did wrong. That created the result of me being one. I can shift your trajectory. Through my experiences, because that's exactly what we want to do. We want to give our kids the honest perspective of our experiences, our time, our history to give them a roadmap to not make the same mistakes in life. So, you know, I'm going to wind down here and just say this. If you are a father out there and you know that you didn't reach your full potential in something and you're able to be honest about said journey. No matter where you are on that walk. And you've created a life and you know that that life is about to take a journey amongst amongst themselves or whether or not you put them on a path. Expect greatness. (laughs) 
expect greatness out of them. I'm talking about put the standards so high, so high to where it's almost like scary to obtain it. You're going to learn so much about yourself. They are going to benefit from you learning so much about yourself because in turn, you'll be able to teach them the good, the bad, the wrong, the right, you know, the, the, the ugly, all of these different nuances about the journey it is that they're going to embark on. Um, hey, live through your kids, man. Live through your kids just because like the fathers in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, it might allow you to live longer. It might just allow you to live longer. To see that journey come to fruition, you know, so um, this is the something for fathers podcast and I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I know it's been a minute, but. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I don't care. I'm excited, man. I am truly excited. Yeah, the smile on my face is crazy. It's crazy, like, just because I know. And you know what's interesting? This smile, like a person might look at that as cocky, arrogance. Nah. It's 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 mm, perfect. Because I know everybody can relate to this. There's no better feeling than showing up to school the next day. And you did your homework last night. There's no better feeling. Like when the teacher says, all right, class, turn in your homework. There's no better feeling than knowing. And I did my homework. No matter what grade you get, you know you did it. That's how I feel when it comes to this thing of ours. When it comes to the Banks family. The business is sport. And we doing our homework. Paying dues. I love y'all. Be safe.